there, lovely. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours. Hi, this is Candice Lease, Wendy Rodwell on Neighbours, and you are listening to the award-winning, the best podcast in the entire world, The Neighbourhood Rewatch. Welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, the award-winning Best Neighbours podcast. Uh, one day, it'll just be Best Podcast, the Neighbours bit won't be in there. It'll just be the award-winning Best Podcast. Well, they might, have to say, they might still have to say the, the Best Neighbours podcast, because if people had listened to the Patreon, you can get on that now, £1,500 ago a month, <laughs> um, you will you will have heard some of the new ideas from our host of sorts. So maybe this will just be the Neighbours podcast and that'll win Best Neighbours podcast. Your other podcast might win the best whatever podcast. I'm okay. not going to divulge in anything. Um, so there you go. You might be multi-award winning. Could be. It could be a podcast empire before we know it. I know, but That's but, the dream. But, but for now, we'll just talk about the neighbours, shall we? Uh, we'll talk about episodes 3,976 to 3,980. Um, before we do that, though, we're on socials. We're on Instagram. You two are looking at your phones right now. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on... You was looking at your phone. What were you looking at then, Adam? Just at the floor? I'll pick it up now if you want me to go on my phone. It's usually good. <laughs> I usually do. When you're speaking, I'm usually on my phone. <laughs> a little insight for everybody there. I know it's just the intro stuff. I'm listening still. <laughs> go on. Yeah. We are on the socials. Yeah, we're on the socials. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter... At Watch Neighbor. Uh, we also have a Patreon, as Adam's just mentioned. Don't worry about the price. It's well worth it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just subscribe. Don't look at the price. If you have to ask... It's can't... only a pound. It's only a pound. For now. Uh, until I get mail. Right, for now. Get it Get it now while it's a pound. Yeah, get it now it's while pound, it's still bro. positive. Yeah. <laughs> pound for such a long time that I feel like... We should put a bit of pressure on this and say it's not always going to be a pound. Can, can we? I don't know how this works as a as a structural thing in the program. If anyone signs up for a pound now, can we commit to leaving it a pound for those people? And if it goes up in the future, it's only new people who have to pay more. Well, Something we can look into. Because I reckon having that a little bit of an extra reward for loyalty... I think would be a good idea. So get it now for a pound, you cunts. What have you been waiting for? What should we call that tier? What should we name that tier? Well, the loyalty tier. The loyalty tier, yeah. I mean, just like, I don't know. Uh, these hoes ain't loyal tier. Although these hoes are loyal tier. This is why. <laughs> right. Part of the Patreon is just sometimes us chatting about maybe ideas that we've had on spare at the moment kind of stuff. So that's fine. When, like, this is absolute shit now. <laughs> I mean, sweets now, I don't care anymore, it's shit. <laughs> so we've watched these episodes on Daily Motion, Neighbours UK fans forever. Thank you, whoever you are, for uploading all these episodes. Uh, first storyline I'm going to talk about today is... The Harold storyline. Of course, Harold is blind after the, after getting sideswiped by a car. Uh, fairly common, we all know that. But Harold popped out. 
Yeah. Uh, but Harold's struggling with it a little bit. He's 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 fumbling around. He's 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 laid down in bed. He's fumbling around. He's having to have people do stuff for him. That main person being Lou, uh, who's doing stuff for him. Who Lou just lives to wind Harold up. So he's not being the most helpful. Uh, however, though, don't worry. He is getting surgery. He didn't seem like he was last week, but this week he is definitely getting surgery. Darcy, Doctor Darcy said, "Don't worry. We've had to think about the eyes. We're going to give you some surgery." Uh, which is great news. <laughs> he must have checked the medical book and gone, right, okay, car crash. Right, first thing, right, yeah, detached retinas, no problem. Uh, recommend surgery. <sighs> okay, all right, we'll do the surgery. It is Harold. We'll, we'll, we'll do the surgery rather than waiting around. Uh, so Lou's, like I said, Lou's been visiting him and, and been helping him out. But then Lou, he dropped something. I think he's reading a book. Is he reading the Bible to him? At one point, he reads the Bible, yeah. Yeah, he reads the Bible uh, to him. But he drops it on the floor, and he goes to pick it up and puts his back out. Lou's had a dodgy back for a while as well. He's not learned his lesson here at all with his back. Every other week, he's fucked with his back. He was addicted to painkillers at one point. He was arsing about with Lolly another time. He, he almost died in the swimming pool, didn't he, at one point? Yeah, And he now did, he's yeah. just dropping the Bible, and yeah, and he's yeah. done his back again. He's done his back again. He does not lift with his knees he doesn't follow that health and safety protocol at all uh so yeah he tried to pick it up put his back out so guess who harold's new uh roommate is in the hospital it's lou uh which leads to which leads to some classic harold and lou shenanigans that's that's my favorite kind of shenanigans to be fair yeah it is fantastic stuff uh there's lots of snoring both people snore and can't sleep, so they throw stuff at each other. Uh, there's lots of just general bickering as well. Uh, Lou, Lou wants to watch TV at one point, and Harold doesn't want to watch it. It's 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 classic stuff. Uh, at one point, this is this sorry, this goes back to before Lou was actually injured. What he was helping him out, but what one of the things that made me chuckle a little bit was the fact that Lou kept eating Harold's fucking dinner. And, you know, <laughs> he, like if this guy can't see. And Harold's a vegetarian, as we know, and he's a bit like funny about the hospital food. He's not too pleased about it. So Lou just starts fucking nailing his breakfast. Then he's back there at dinner time eating his dinner. He just keeps eating all his food. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> and he's like, he, he proper makes it clear that he's really enjoying all this food. And Harold's <laughs> absolutely fucked. He's absolutely starving because they told Do, cooking, I don't but... feel like those two of anybody, that could be the spin off. That could be a yeah. film. Just just oh, yeah. a one one time spin off movie, hour and a half, no more than that. Classic ninety minute comedy. That they could probably do that. They get into all, like yeah, all sorts of scrapes. It'd be a proper buddy kind of comedy. It'd be really yeah. good. I would watch that. Yeah, I'll try and commission that after after making the millions off the podcast Empire. I'll, that'll be the first we- when I move into the film Empire. That that's the first film I'll commission. Have you found out any more about why Lou wasn't in the finale? No, uh, I actually didn't look, to be honest. Uh, Helps. Can maybe save that for next time, then, because and we'll just keep uh, the hype going for that. Because I, I want to know. I don't know if it is a, a known thing, but someone must have asked the question at some point. I've not seen it on anything like uh, just no. not so much now because it's gone quiet now because it's it's finished. But like around the time when it finished, and people were saying, "Oh, it's great to see you in Brulia," or "Yeah, it was great to see so and so." 
no one said, oh, where's Lou? Well, we know a few like, you know, last minute and old cast members. Maybe we can ask them and see if they know anyone that they could ask and so on. Yeah, I'll ask someone. So, yeah, ask, to know. we can ask somebody, can't we? We can. We'll get on that. We'll get a, we'll get an investigation going. Uh, so, anyway, where was I? Uh, so, while he's still blind, they, they used this technique last week when Harold was talking to Rosie and he thought Lou had left the room. Uh, Harold is talking to Carl and he doesn't realise that Lou and Rosie are in the room when he admits to Carl that he likes Rosie, but he's a little bit jealous of her relationship with Lou. Uh, yeah, so that's all out in the open now, pretty much. Uh, and then we cut to after the surgery, they're ready to take the bandages off. So they take the bandages off. They do that that point of view thing as well, where they they open their eyes and it's a little bit blurry. We should Did say as well. Last week we said, "Is he just going to be able to see?" The very next episode, we said that last time. It isn't. It was actually they gave it like two or three episodes. Then they take the bandages off. So it did last an extra one or two episodes than we thought. So long-term yeah. storytelling there from Neighbours. Yeah, it was quite restrained, that, wasn't it, for, for Neighbours, really? Uh, but yeah, he can see now, so everything is all right. Uh, and he's he's right in the middle of a love triangle now with Lou and Rosie. Did you, Do you think-, think this is... Because it's a bit of a weird one, because they're older people, obviously. It's not like... Um, it's, it all seems a bit like, oh, he, he does like you. Yeah. It, it seems a bit high school while they're doing it, which is quite nice in a way. What do you think? What way is this going to go? I don't know. I mean, is she going to end up with either of them? None of them? I'd say I've got, I've got a feeling she'd probably end up with Lou, if I'm honest. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think that's maybe where it's going. She kind of likes the bad boy a little bit more. Lou isn't like I know what you mean, but Lou is so not a bad boy. He like it's like he wants to be, and he probably thinks he is. <laughs> but there's a reason he's he's closest with Harold. I think as as people, if they were real people, which obviously they are, and we all know that, Lou and Harold are actually very very similar as people. They're just they're kind of opposite ends of the same version of thing. Well, they're like. They're like um, an angel and a devil on your shoulder, really. Yeah, like both yeah, of them they're, make they're, some good yeah. points, and you can you could go with either one depending on your mood. Probably they both mean well. They're not bad. Lou's not a bad guy, even though he's up to, up to some trouble sometimes, or he does a couple of dodgy deals. They've got, the hearts are always in the right place, and that's what. Yeah, they both. They, I think he says at one point it's quite a nice moment when I, I think Lou says that. Harold's his, his, his best friend sort of thing and he's the only person he'd want to be stuck in the hospital with or something like that. It's quite a nice, heartfelt kind of moment. I like those moments in Neighbours. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice indeed. And more Lou and Harold stuff we're looking forward to. I've done something with the podcast this week. So I've... Oh, No! So I've read. Some- I've done. It isn't. I'm thinking of doing. I've just done no. it. No. What do you think about this? I've uh, done it. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Go on then. Uh, so apparently, Apple Podcasts do not like 
episode numbers on the podcast thing, it messes with their algorithm. So they they purposely won't promote any things that has like episode whatever, 250 on there because it messes with all their algorithms. So I've gone and took all the episode numbers off. So they're now just, rather than being episode 60, you know, kiss with your eyes open or whatever it was, it's now just kiss with your eyes open. I suppose apart from like the specials, no one's necessarily going back looking for specific episodes. Yeah. It's not really the kind of podcast that needs them, but that is really interesting that like the, the number one podcast in the world. Like I know people aren't going to go back and listen to them all in order probably, but like when we do talk about Nate, do they actually come in order or are they all over the place? Oh yeah, no, they're they're like, like, they're they're like they're on how they're however they're published is the order they appear in. So if you find our podcast, you go you scroll down to the bottom. That's okay. the episode, and you go okay. etc. So like if the people do want that continuity and listen week to week to week, then they'll get that. But yeah, but yeah, I know what you're going to say, Tim, because the Joe Rogan one starts with that. But then again, that's on Spotify, so. But it is now, but it wasn't always. And it, it honestly, it blows my mind that this multi-billion dollar company, computing company, it goes, oh, numbers mess with my algorithm. Mm. Oh, stop it. What the f- is? I want to call bullshit. But honestly, the, the experience I have with tech just working at where I work, I, I get it. Yeah, of course it is, because that's the world we live in. We're not actually as, as, as advanced as we want to claim we are. No, I think in numbers. I think this podcast proves it really, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Humanity is not as far as long as it should be by now. <laughs> yeah, if we're 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 actually the pinnacle. That this is aliens doing experiments on us. We've been encouraged <laughs> and invited to this by aliens. Oh no, no, I'm just getting back to detached rectums now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shall we talk about Let's talk about Matt Hancock. Um, Good name. So Matt Hancock, of course, had the car crash that detached Harold's retinas. Uh, also put his co-fast and furious racer in hospital as well on his deathbed or potential deathbed. Uh, and he's facing criminal charges for this now. Terry, the policewoman, is like, yeah, you're going to face criminal charges for this. You know, depending, and depending on if this guy lives or not, is. You know, depending if you face manslaughter or not at this point. Mm. So Matt's shitting himself. Uh, Maggie and Evan aren't shitting themselves as much, I don't think. Well, Maggie's a little bit... She's in the industry a little bit being a lawyer, so she kind of is taking quite quite a professional stance on it. Evan, who he said last week he's a shit character. I hope we get him on. Uh, There's nothing to this guy at (laughs) all. But he's like... He's got this kid's got to prison. Like it's his own son, and he's like, "Well, he, he should probably go to prison." He did detach Harold's rectum. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, let's just fucking sort this out. He's he's all for bringing the cops, and, and Maggie's like, "Well, hang on, we just need to wait and like, we'll we'll weigh everything up. This guy's not actually dead yet, so we'll just hang on." And he's like, "No, he fucking prison." He ran him up. Like he's he's ready to. At he's one point, him. he says, "Oh, it'll be good for him." Yeah, he does. He does. He thinks he could learn a lesson here. Send him off. And then, like, le- later on, I think Matt's saying, is prison as bad as they say? And he's and everyone's like, yeah, you're going to get bummed. And his dad's like, well, 
Let's make a man of him. He'll be good for you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Not asked. Uh, and then one week. like so he's he's really shitting it when the priest turns up like a priest turns up in the hospital and Darcy's talking to this priest and he's like oh that that Glenn Fast and Furious Glenn that guy's nearly dead yeah he's through there and Matt sees this and he's like all oh, right he's popping his clogs then um, so he's really shitting it now yeah so he he gets his stuff and he gets off he gets a plastic bag one. I can't remember what he puts in the plastic bag but he's got a plastic bag which when you're but trying to dildos. Yeah, when you were trying to escape from where, from somewhere, the last thing you want is a rustling plastic bag as you're legging it out because it's noisy as fuck. Um, but yeah, he's legged it out. Uh, Evan and Maggie look for him. But <laughs> again, Evan is completely as fucking ineffectual as always here. He likes, he goes, oh, maybe he's gone back home. Should we have a look at home? Yeah, yeah. Where would he go? He's gone on the run, this guy, from the hospital. He's like, the police are after him. It might be manslaughter. manslaughter. Maybe he's gone home. (laughs) (laughs) Why would he hide out? At his house. (laughs) So they go and check his home. And he went, oh, he's not here. He's not here. (laughs) I've looked at his room and everything. He's not even there. (laughs) (laughs) And then then they go, oh, maybe he's at Toadies. Next door. So, yeah, so they have a look next door and he's not there either. And then they're like, oh, fuck. He's like, well, I'm fucking out of ideas. He's not, he's not home or next so door. So, what he thought, like, if he's not on, if he's not come home to Ramsey Street, no idea. Like, that was, the, that was the one thought they had. He'll probably just come back to Ramsey Street. No. <laughs> so, yeah, they've no idea where he is. But we know where he is because we see him. He's squatting in a beach hut. Uh, and he rings Leo. He rings the house phone. Leo answers, and he's like, "Right." Which I thought was very lucky. Like, he, he, like obviously, it's, it's whatever. It's two thousand and two, whatever. So mobiles aren't in. You know, not everyone's got a mobile. I imagine. But he just rings his house phone. He's on the run from the police, and he just rings his house phone. And luckily, Leo, the little kid, answers the phone. Any fucker could have answered that phone. His mom, yeah. his dad, the police. But no, luckily, it was his little 10-year-old brother who answered the phone. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm glad you answered. I wanted to speak to you. Uh, I need you to get me some supplies. I'm at this beach up. Come get me some supplies. So Leo's like, right, okay, I'm going to have to do this. So he waits till his parents are distracted, and he goes in the cupboards. What would, if, if, if you're, Tim, if your brother rang you... <laughs> and he was on the run and he's like, Tim, I need supplies. Just get me anything out of the kitchen. What are you getting him? It'd be tins of stuff. Tins it, of stuff. it depends how much he needs, but you know, because you don't want to get weighed down. Maybe a loaf of bread, something like that. Good stuff. Would you get him beans? That's what I mean. Tins, <laughs> I, tins, beans, soup. Tons. I don't know. <laughs> what have you got? Leo solely gets him just beans. Just beans. But I mean, he, he does, but to his credit, to Leo's credit, Matt, like he gives him the tin of beans at the beach hut and Matt goes, tin of beans? Bet you haven't got a, t- a tin opener. And Leo goes, fuck you. Yes, I have. <laughs> He's brought him the tin opener as well. I thought that was pretty clever for a little 10-year-old kid. He's brought the tin and the fucking tin opener. I think, I don't know if there was like a spoon 
or anything, or like a little gadget. <laughs> heat the beans up with. <clears throat> anything like that. See, I don't understand why it was, like, not money. It was, <laughs> get me some tins of beans, not like, or get, like, whatever money you can from mum and dad's, you know, bank account or the whatever cash they've got lying around so he can buy food with. He wanted he wanted supplies like a tin of beans. I don't know why they did that, but there you go. Yeah. It, it keeps aside from like aiding and abetting a little bit, it keeps the kid innocent if all he's done is taking him some food. If he robs his parents and takes the money to him, then that's a bit more serious. Possibly. That tin he could have just been like, can, "Can you can you roast me a chicken?" Like, <laughs> 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 fucking kid ends up burning the house down. That that'd just be a comedy of errors. Like, this is the secondary plot in the Harold and uh, Lou uh, film. You just have this this kid gradually trying to make things better and constantly making it worse. <laughs> I think I, I'd ask for a full Sunday roast if I if if I was on the board, <laughs> I'd ask and I'd obviously ask for the wine to be paired with whatever. Actually, no, I think depending on if if I was facing manslaughter, I'd be like, okay, whatever gourmet meal you can come up with quickly, but. <laughs> You have got to get you have got to get the wine just just right, or I will send it back. What wine oh. does go well with beans? Because you've been doing a bit of this. Can we tell people this? You're you're going full full wine connoisseur at the moment. So I what am. wine would go with beans? <laughs> you should know this. This could be on the test. Yeah, like, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's no fucking way. There's anything that accurately pairs with beans. I'm going to say a lighter bodied red wine. Something like You'd go that. red, would you? I wouldn't yeah. go red. I thought red's like a more meaty Meat kind and... of thing. Yeah, if this is a vegetable, I was thinking more kind of like tomatoey kind of. So you've got those like red, red fruit kind of flavors coming from the beans. So sure, surely like a One sweet eye. white. Oh, a sweet white might work. Yeah. Right, I, I'm worried you've not done any fucking research or any, any work on this whatsoever. You can't go from, oh, yeah, definitely a red, and then just have Tim, who, let, yeah, he's a bit of a, a, a posh twat, but he would he would not know anything. And he's just gone, sweet white, and you've gone, oh, yeah, sweet white. You can't have both. No, sweet wines does what, do work very well with heavier dishes. Since uh... <laughs> when are beans heavy? If you if you you have a a bloody steak with a merlot, that's that's that pairing with <laughs> like beans of like I don't know what the fuck a bean is, but it's a vegetable sort it's a of bean. in in a tomato sauce. If you have like a like a salad of some kind with a tomato, you're gonna it's either gonna be a sweet red or some kind of white. What the fuck are we talking about? Sorry, everyone. This is, <laughs> this is the worst one in a long time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's bringing him some food. Um, and he keeps on bringing stuff back. But Terry, the ever-present policewoman, she's a right fucking busybody this week, this woman. Uh, she's on to him. She notices that Leo's carrying a lot of stuff in his bag. She's like, oh, that's a lot. Because he buys. I think he does go on to Harold's Cafe and buy a load of food. He's like, oh, I've had all the beans. I want something a bit more substantial now, like a full English or something. Can you go down to Harold's Cafe? And uh, yeah, so he gets him a lot more food. And then Terry's like, that's a lot of food for a kid. Where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to go see my brother or anything. 
And she's like, hmm, maybe I'll follow him, investigate this some more. Does she not ask him, is that your bag? <laughs> and he goes, that's my bag. It is his bag. No, she follows him. Like, he goes home because he says, oh, it's to take home. My dad wanted me to pick up all this food. So he goes home. So she follows him home. This is already got, I'm already thinking pedo or not pedo at this stage. <laughs> she knocks on his door. He quite rightly opens the outer, like, the outer door, the inner door, and like there's still a door between him. And he's like, oh, no. Um, yeah, they've just gone out, my mum and dad. She's like, oh, that's convenient. If they were here, I'd be able to question you. So he's basically like, well, they're not. Fuck you. Like, it's pretty much that. And then, but then this is where, like, Leo's been doing very well up to this stage. It's so of like, and she, she says, all right, I can't speak to you now. You should probably go out and get some fresh air soon, though, with that with your bag, and so and then just walks off. And then literally, <laughs> like she fucks off, and then Leo, we see Leo making his way to the fucking beach hut with his big bag of food for Matt, who's at the beach hut. Like he's fucked up there, Leo. I, I was expecting more from mm. him, to be honest. Yeah, he's he was very. Obvious. He's not read that, has he? No, no, not at all. He's been. You know, she's done a bit of reverse psychology. <laughs> Yeah, and it's but we don't see, we haven't seen him get caught no. yet. That's pretty much the cliffhanger for that storyline. Is they they do follow him to the beach, the the hear him in one of the beach huts, but we don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen there. He might he might escape in time. Um, they might go in our guns blazing. Matt might take Theo as a hostage with the tin opener to his neck. We don't know how it's gonna go just yet. I reckon he's gonna get shot, and you're like, oh fuck, Matt's dead. But then he goes, oh, don't worry, the tin of beans got it. Oh, <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. And then he takes a he takes a spoon out and just carries on eating him. <laughs> it's open now. We've got to eat them. Go to waste. Give me the wine. Exactly. exactly. Get the wine open. <laughs> uh, so you're yeah, talking about Terry being a busybody. We'll talk about Drew and Libby is the next the next storyline. So Drew's got a broken wrist. We all know from from Terry pushing him over the other week when someone was robbing the garage, um, and he's he's struggling. He's doing his best, Drew. He's, he was trying to chop vegetables last week. He was looking after Ben. Like he's doing his best. He's struggling a bit, but he's he's just about getting by. But he accidentally whacks Libby in the face with his cast, gives her a right <laughs> fucking sh- and gives her a bit of a shiner to the point where the next morning she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to put some sunglasses on. I've got a right fucking shiner here." Uh, and Terry's like, why are you wearing sunglasses, Libby? What's wrong? And she's like, oh, nothing. I just got a, you know, it, it was an accident. It was an accident. And she she plays it out like in every every American TV show trope where there's an abused wife and they, they make excuses for the husband. Libby pulls all these out. And then Terry's like, I've seen all these American shows. These are all, she's hiding for, for Drew, the wife beater here. Um, later on, she sees him arguing at the garage. Can't remember what they're arguing about. Uh, I, I think, think it's not like a big deal. No, I think something she's, she's showed up at work. Drew's busy. He's got shit on. You know, he's he's got loads of work on. Stu's dicking around. Last thing he needs is Libby showing up with with a crying baby while he's trying to get his work done. And he's like, "Can we just like fucking talk about this home?" And so they have a bit of a to do. And then Terry across the street watching it again, and she's like, "Oh, they're arguing." He smacked her one last night. Now they're arguing. So he goes up to Lillian. She goes up to Lillian and is like, 
do you need to speak to someone? She's like, no. She's like, well, I'll be there when you need, when you do need someone to speak to. And you're like, ah, okay. This is, this is where this storyline's going. I can see what's going to happen here. It's going gonna... nowhere. That's it's where going... the story, he's, he's, there's nothing going on here. <laughs> no, you see, no, you can see where this is going. You're like, okay, you know, she's going to think, but then she's going to get it, the wrong end of the stick. But, you know, they'll, they'll 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 see the good heart the good side of it as in like you know the concern and etc cetera, etc cetera. uh but it, but it doesn't go that way because in a weird turn of events they completely drop this storyline and yeah because it was fucking going no that, this is the thing you've literally just talked through the storyline gone oh this is could be where even the writers realized this was going nowhere and just went what what are we did so Let's they can leave it so they completely drop this storyline yeah instead go they have Carl and Susan around for dinner. Aiden and Drew goes, oh, Libby's busy. She's got to cobble together a story. And she goes, all right, cunt, you make up a story for the, the newspaper. And he goes, I could. I will. Do you like when I say I could write a musical? He basically yeah, do does that. that. <laughs> he goes, I could fucking write. I could be a journalist. I'll write a story about uh, sports stars and how much money they make. And that's where the storyline goes. Yeah. They quickly realise. <laughs> oh, God, that's just as bad. <laughs> this this will be done by next week. This won't have carried on. This this annoyed me though because obviously you you mentioned a little bit earlier. I've been doing a little bit of writing, which does take time. Tim Tim apparently does writing as well. We've 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 heard a lot from him. We've seen nothing. Um, so um, sorry, I'm only joking, Tim. I know you. I know you. I know you're powering. Um, but it takes time. So Drew has gone. Oh, I'll fucking write one then. Like you know, giving it the big in a little bit, and then she literally asks him later that same day, "You finished that fucking story, then?" And he's like, "Well, no, I, I, I've I've made a start." And he shows her like a notepad, like he's obviously been chat. He goes and interviews Carl and Susan and a couple of other people, and he's he's obviously been doing a bit of research. And that Carl lends him a book, and she's like, "Finish that fucking story, then?" And he's like, "Well, no, like." first of all you gave me like a week two weeks to do it why and she's like this fucking shit this she literally <laughs> looks at his notebook and goes well that's that's fucking shit and he's like well yeah, yeah i know i've just like i'm not a professional writer i've just started having i'm having a go my and she's like home. shit shit she describes it as an armenian shopping list which i don't Armenian what... shopping list fucking brilliant line i don't that know what sounds that means. like some kind of sex act what does that what does that's that, what that mean says. This looks like an Armenian shopping list, and and Drew goes, he doesn't go what he goes, yeah, I know. Like they both, <laughs> they both know. I have no idea what that phrase means at all. But it's it a just, good I, I think it was just meant it was all jumbled and it was all sorts of stuff. Um, so it's probably racist then. It was, yeah, maybe. it was a <laughs> bit haphazard. haphazard. Um, and she says, "This is well, this is going to have to be completely rewritten." And he even says, "Like, well, yeah, it's just like it's a first draft. I'm not like." Yeah. And then I'm she's like, like oh. You gave it a go, though, didn't you? And he's like, I'm not fucking done yet. <laughs> it's been two hours. You go and fix that fucking carburetor in that car, big mouth. <laughs> Do that in minutes. Uh, it's maybe this where the storyline's going. She is just going to annoy him to the point where he does fucking thump her one. He does just fucking headbutt her. <laughs> she deserve it, I think, at this stage. The guy's having a go. <laughs> with a broken arm. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very strange storyline. I do hope these two storylines do actually dovetail. Not in domestic violence, nobody wants that, but 
It'd be interesting to see if they can somehow get these two two storylines to to culminate together. Uh, it's possible. I'm being very hopeful here. This is neighbours, after all. Um, it depends how how long this cop's going to be in the picture because busybody going a little bit crazy is a good storyline. So you get her to get like, go from busybody body to being obsessed. Mm. She's like she's she's she gets to the point where she's actually trying to make it look more and more like drew has actually been abusive to her well yeah she won't and let then... it go because she, she's also shagging darcy now she's in three storylines at the minute yeah which is pretty good for someone who's not actually a cast member like who's just <laughs> she's doing pretty well she's all over the show she's pulling some big shifts at the moment she's like i mean I it would it would make today. i thought it was a prime time gig it would make sense then for for them to kind of ramp it up and ramp it up in that way, because she's maybe they know she's a temporary character, so she's just gonna fuck with everyone, go insane, and then go out with a big bang at the end. Mm. Well, she might have yeah. had a big bang with Darcy, if I'm honest, but, uh, but yeah, she tries to convince Darcy that Drew's beating Libby up, and he's like, "No, that's not happening." Like, have you ever met these two people? That's not. He almost, it's almost like he's real, like he's speaking for us and like he's gone, well, that's a shit storyline. That would never happen. <laughs> They're literally the two nicest, most not controversial people on the show. So no one would put that as a storyline for these two characters. No. He doesn't even entertain it for a second. He just goes, no, that's, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. So there we go. Do you, do you ever find that when you're writing anything like that, Ad, where you'll have a character that accidentally says what you're thinking in the moment yeah i think so like yeah because well it's it's probably quite often the like the main your main character also like it depends if you what sort of writing you're doing if you're doing something that's i don't know even loosely based on your life in any way or a situation you've been in there's a good chance that they will react in a similar way to you maybe i don't know i just find myself going back over stuff sometimes and like there's a character that just goes, why Why is this happening? Why did you just do that? And I realise he's asking that question because there's no fucking reason. So I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. That was just something in my head. Going, you asking yeah. the question. It, yeah, it was like, this, isn't, this doesn't make any fucking sense. That's why this character is asking this question. So you need to go back and change it. But because Neighbours is such a fast-paced, we write it, we film it in the next day. We don't think about that's it for lit- a second. That's, they don't have time. That's literally mm-hmm. what happened. This is the writer's voice coming out in the scene going, this is bullshit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is probably what it is. <laughs> because then, because it's so, like you say, it's on to the next thing. And because there's like six different storylines just plate spinning at the same time yeah. anyway. It's just on to the next one anyway. Like It's only the fact that we have to talk about it that we probably even clock it at all before it's on yeah. to something else. <laughs> I don't even think the same person has wrote these two storylines. What Like one of them <laughs> halfway through. And he's picked it up and gone, oh, well, this is obviously going down a, a journalism angle, so I'll just write this. It's like, did you, ever, did you ever play that game in, like, I don't know, in uni or at work when you were younger, where, like, you'd all write, like, a sentence and then carry on the story, and then someone would write the next sentence of that story. And he, he says okay. uni or work. Because I didn't go to primary uni. school. <laughs> I didn't go to uni, so I imagine that is a game you would have played at uni. What work are you doing where you've got time to write down sentences and somehow create 
If you've got time time to lean, time to clean, you know that. Come on. <laughs> True. It usually drinks after work. That's what it usually does. Oh, that's a whole other ball game. Yeah. Drinks after work, there's a podcast idea. Drinks after work would be good. It's where um, you do... It's, it's basically a, a weird, really cringy, off-putting, speed-dating kind of podcast <laughs> where you just like it's like you just get a random a random female and you have to talk to him for half an hour over <laughs> over drinks after work that's see good if, for the see if the I can last half pickup hour. line <laughs> the world's best pickup line you just go to a bar after work with a microphone attached to your phone and say Want to be on a podcast? <laughs> Anyone dumb enough to say, yeah, sure. Just plonk it down in front of them, hit record. Away we go. <laughs> Very good one. Uh, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be a half an hour podcast. It'd be five minutes before someone got sick of me. Every episode I stand with it's just flapping <laughs> noise. <laughs> just launch me across the room. I don't reckon I, I reckon you would be sick out of sick of you after five minutes, but I reckon you would persevere for the full 35 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we just like follow them home. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right. So speaking of controversy, uh we're going to be talking about Ellie. So, Carl and Susan were looking for Ellie's father, a man called Ian Conway, but they gave up. They were like, Susan called, it was the wrong number, like, right, let's just give up now. We've upset Ellie once about it, let's just give up. However, they all get home and there's another letter. And Susan's like, oh, for fuck's sake, Carl, I thought you gave up. And he's like, I did, I didn't realize I was going to get more letters about it. So, Ellie's like, well, I'm going to fucking open it. And since you've got it, it's my choice, I'm going to open it. So she opens it, uh, calls the number. She calls from the uh, the coffee shop. She calls the number. She leaves the most obviously fake phone number I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I thought that. <laughs> Why was that so obviously fake? Was it how she said it or was it? It was really weird because I was it like, was... well, that's a fake number. I said it to myself when I was watching it. I went, that number's obviously fake. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh. This is a message for Ian Conway. My name's Ellie Conway. I'm your daughter. And you can call me at uh, 1234 567 8910. It was really weird how it was so, it was obviously going to be fake anyway, because, yeah, because of course it is. It's a TV show. But for some reason, it just came across as the fakest number I've ever heard in my life. But that number is Carl and Susan's number because he calls back, Ellie's out. But Susan answers, she's like, yeah, that's the fucking dad, I remember. Because all of a sudden they know, they remember him now. Even though they're not quite... Yeah, this yeah, this doesn't make sense at all. This it doesn't is, again, make any else sense. Has, someone else has Be- picked up this storyline. It doesn't make any sense because the whole point was like, Carl's looking for her father. They don't know who it is. It could be anyone. They've got all these weird numbers and Susan rings one up and it's a fucking Geordie on the phone. And then there's the, they get this other one and whatever. And then, so he turns up, Ian Conway, and Susan goes, all right, Ian. And Ian Conway <laughs> goes, all right. And, she, and she's like, oh, I've not seen you for a bit. And he goes, no, no, it's about 12 years or whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, was it that? Yeah. 
like she like he just hasn't seen her for a little bit. Not that they didn't have a clue who this was at all. It's just like, oh, it's Ian. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's really so, weird. Yeah, so they've kind of they've kind of rejigged the storyline around a little bit. So it's not that we don't know who the father is. We it's we don't know where the father is. Because we don't know we do know who yeah. he is because Carl and Susan know him. He just fucked off. Yeah. And he is probably the most standoffish person I've ever met in my life. He does not give anything away. Like he gives such one word answers to everything. It's, He's so standoffish. Yeah, like, you can, it, it goes. It was you, you, it's designed to think it's going to go one of certain way. Like, oh, he's going to come in and he's going to be really happy to see this long lost daughter or something like that. Then there's the other side of, oh, how is he going to react when he sees this daughter? Are they going to get along? Does he even want to know her? Blah blah blah. It decides to not choose any of those options, and instead, it's, it's like he turns up, like in, and Susan goes, oh, "All right, Ian." And he goes, "Yep." <laughs> and she says, "Oh, have you hit uh, Ellie's not here at the moment." He goes, "Right." <laughs> Should we go? Do you want us? Do you want us to like you give her a message or anything? Nope. <laughs> oh, she's here now, and he goes, "All right." It's fucking. This is nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. And then so they leave them alone. And Ellie's like, "Right, okay, so like you're my dad." And he's like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he and then he does open up a little bit. He goes, "Carl and Susan are a bit odd, aren't they?" And she's like, "No, they're quite nice. You know, they've taught me in." No, he's like, "Yeah, they're a bit odd." It's because um, it's because they've got the bird. And he oh, goes, because yeah. he goes, that a bird? And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then she goes, they've got a sheep. And he goes, a bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, right, well, why did you leave me, Dad? And he's just like, well, I'm not your dad. And she's like, what? And he's like, no, I'm not your dad. And she's like, well, who is my dad then? And he goes, well, your mum seems to think it's that guy who's just left, Carl Kennedy. I predicted this. I predicted this. I'm so very... Doesn't proud. mean he actually is. Oh, no, there'll be a complete swerve. But the fact it was mentioned means I'm on the same wavelength as the Neighbours writers. Yeah, Not that's probably about thing. right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Ellie, Ellie thinks Carl's a dad. Uh, she's not asked him... A, that's pretty much the cliffhanger. Yeah, she talks about it with Shell a little bit. And Shell's like, what are you going to do? She's like, I don't know. She's like, why wouldn't Carl say? And she's like, oh, but if you have an affair, they, like, they wouldn't be together. And I don't think Ellie or the Scullies know about her, his affair with Sarah. I think that, I don't know if that's common knowledge on the street anymore for the ones who were, you know, like the Scullies who came after. Um, Did everyone know at the time? I can't remember. Yeah, everyone knew. Yeah, it all came out at the time. Yeah, once really it came eventually. out, like, Literally, like the next episode, every character was like, "Fucking hell, Cal and Sarah, right?" Yeah. Oh. <laughs> next scene. Should we talk about someone stuff going tweeted on with about us? it? No. No, <laughs> let's just talk about Cal. Uh, yeah, so we was all over the street, uh, but yeah, that's where we leave. Ellie thinks Carl's the father. Uh, do we think Carl is the father? I still I don't, don't think, think he is. I don't think he will be. I'm going to say he's probably not the father, but he did shag him on. Yeah. Um, I'll give you that. 
that's pretty much the best best case scenario for him, isn't it? Yeah, he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna be like, do you know what? He's like, oh, yeah, I did shagger, but I did pull out, so not me. <laughs> <laughs> Got further along than usual, Tim, I suppose. Like, <laughs> <laughs> This week on JK Shagging News. <laughs> there you go. Uh, right, so that's Carl. We have got three more storylines to talk about. Fucking hell, really? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're very. Like, we'll breeze through them. We'll breeze through them. I will start. Not in five minutes, though. Not in five minutes, though. Are we, I mean, we could do a bit of pressure. Go on, do it. <laughs> Go for it, but you're the one who's going to fucking struggle. Oh, I'm going to struggle. Right, so we've got five minutes left on the Zoom call now. Five minutes, 17 seconds. I'm stalling. You're wasting all the time telling us about the time, dickhead. <laughs> right, so let's talk about Stu and Dig. Uh, Tracy's back, his ex-fiance. She won't let it go, uh, but eventually they decide to just be friends. She, just, she does let it go, uh, and they start being friendly. But that throws... Stew through a bit of us like, oh, I don't know what the right thing to do is. And Dee's like, well, you need to fucking make a decision. It's me or uh, I'm not going to fucking wait around. Uh, so he has a good old think about it. He makes a decision. He has a good old think up. He has a good old think up. And he goes, D, I've made a decision. She's like, all right, what is it? And he's like, I loved you from the first moment I saw you. There we go. So then he, 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 he's busted out the L word. He's fucked his ex off and think, he's got L word. Do you reckon he's, he's he's overshot his load there a little bit though by bringing out the big L at this stage? I don't think he needed to do that. He he's could not, have just gone, you know what? You're better looking. Let's give it a go. <laughs> I don't know why he went big L. Yeah. He's not left any room for a pull out there at all, has he? So. <laughs> it, I think. Uh, let's talk about Steph. Uh, she meets with Mark's mum. Uh, they go for coffee and the posh mum is just like, so are you pregnant then? That's why you're getting married. You're obviously up the doctor. He's not very good at pulling out. We all know <laughs> what this episode's called. <laughs> uh, and she's like, no, I'm not pregnant. Listen, I'm not after your money. I, I just love him. I just, you know, I'd be fine with no money as long as I've got him. Um, but the mum's not having this. She's like, right. So she goes up to Mark and says, right, I'm going to disinherit you if you marry this bitch. And um, so, so he tells Flick about this and he's like, well, you've got to tell Steph about this. And, he's, and he's, he doesn't, he just kind of hides it. He's like, oh, let's just get married sooner instead. So they just of course. Like, get married. Because neighbours. And Flick's fuming about this. Uh, there we go. That's that storyline done. The last one. Well, I, I question first, do you think they're going to get married? No. No? no. Why Why not though? Why, why, why is this going to go to shit? He'll choose money. I think he'll choose the money. It'll get down to the day and it'll choose the money. Do you think? Can I ask you yeah. another can I ask you a follow-up question? Yeah. Do you think Grace will choose the money on the day <laughs> as well and kind of sat the old thing off? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, probably. Probably. Money or money or sense, I don't know. Life imitates art and it's just the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> uh, and lastly, lastly, we'll talk about Shell. Uh who's Getting a bit of a grown-up storyline at this point. She's and she's making some very kind of poignant points about. Body. This is quite a nice little storyline. Yeah, 
she's having some problems with her body image and she's a teenage girl and she's you know she sees what she sees in the media and she's like i don't look like that and it's really and she's like, got two smoking hot sisters yeah <laughs> which she does bring up herself she's like them two have you seen them two yeah. Uh, but she talks about this with Joe Scully, which is really sweet because you probably think Joe Scully is the last person you'd want to have this conversation with. But he's fucking Second great. Second to last, it? my friend. Second, Second to last. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really sweet in this and he listens to her and he talks about some of his experiences, not necessarily body image. He's very happy with his body and the way he looks. But more about just, you know, having an older brother in, in Mick and the expectations of the parents and just living up to those expectations and yeah it's just a very nicely done little storyline and let's not forget if anyone pisses shell off she still still have that gun so <laughs> i've got the gun yeah like when she's talking to joe she's just caressing the gun the entire time so, <laughs> you know, if, if these fucking boys start start taking the piss there we go there we go, I did it. I've got a minute to spare. You have? It's, you've managed to do it because me and Tim are purposely not really... Like that, I felt like there was more we could talk about there. Maybe about <laughs> your own experiences at school. What would you do in the same situation? We could have actually had a chat about it, but instead we've just fucked it, the whole thing off and sacked it. So I'm all right with it because there's things on the telly, but as a podcast and as entertainment for our listeners, you've absolutely just shit your load. You've not pulled out there in any way. <laughs> Yeah, just sped up at the end done. and blew it in yeah it's <laughs> not quite me and Tim Beanie <laughs> well maybe our listeners can join in at this point send us your thoughts about body issues and, bo- and body image and what you think about this sensitive shell and Joe story tell us what you think of JK's body yeah and uh, yeah we'll, we'll read them out next week remember when I tried doing an Agony Hank segment maybe, oh, maybe yeah. this will be it yeah we do yeah we do <laughs> so yeah we'll see you next week we'll send us your feedback we'll read it out well, until then, if you'd like early access to the extended versions of this podcast, don't forget you subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash neighborhood rewatch for just one pound a month. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watchneighbor, and you can also leave us a like and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts.